0: Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Episode number 200. We have a full house. Everybody's here. Nobody out. Night of the AL wildcard games. So that's where a lot of my attention is going to be. We have a lot of storylines and sports to cover. We got week four of the NFL season. We got week five of the NFL season coming up. We have an interview with Philadelphia Phillies field reporter Greg Murphy coming up. That's Eric and Zach doing that little sit down. That's nice stuff right there
1: believe it is former field reporter.
0: Former field reporter. Yeah. He still works covering the field. Yes, out,
1: indeed. Okay. Absolutely. 100%. We Great have that.
0: We, we have the greatest thing to grace the National Football League, which is the Urban Meyer situation. We have Jalen Smith just getting cut from the Cowboys out of nowhere. Minutes but, before we started recording. Minutes, minutes. But out of all these crazy stories, to lead off episode number 200, There's one that I want to start with me being a hockey fan. Several investigations into Evander Kane. Now coming out that he used a fake vaccination card to try to clear his status with the team and be able to play home games in the state of California and the city of San Jose. Evander Kane, you are interesting. You try to push your luck with some of the most interesting things. With the gambling, the potential domestic violence, betting on your own games—you really thought a fake vaccination card was the way to go? Well,
2: like that's just... to to his credit. Who? You really thought that we're gonna check that? Like... Yes. Yeah. They're getting those yeah. things in really actually yeah, I mean, yeah. most what? most businesses are just taking it at face value. You show most the businesses
0: card. are not the National Hockey League, a professional sports ahead. franchise where all players Ooh. on that team need to be cleared by the state to play home games.
2: Oh, that's right in California. I forgot that was that.
0: Specifically yeah, in know. that county. It's tough. It's a tough yeah, scene. That's that's, that's a game. tough look. Well, it really seems like he has overstayed his National Hockey League welcome at this point.
1: You, you want to talk about the vaccination stories in the National Hockey League? I think Mackenzie Blackwood is mm. uh, up there with
0: one of the more unique ones. He mm. sat in the chair. They were seconds, if not seconds, minutes away from injecting him with the first dose of the vaccine. And he got up out of the chair and, and just and, and walked out. What? Wh- why?
3: What I'm a Devils team, fan. I,
0: I will be biased as hell here. I need my starting goaltender. <laughs> what
4: Explain
0: happens that. if? Uh, listen, the nine games in Canada, really, it's like seven or eight because Toronto, you can have a negative test and play. It's Jonathan Bernier's team now. Which, but what if you have to play a playoff series in Montreal, where it's vaccination or nothing? You can't play. We're down to just Jonathan Bernier and Scott Wedgwood, and I'm not happy with that. It's it's a problem. It's a problem.
5: Isn't uh, the NHL, don't they have like 90% or like 98% people? Vaccinated? Yeah, 98. 98.
0: But to play in Canada, you need to be vaccinated. Well, to play in all the provinces of Canada except Ontario, you need to be vaccinated in Ontario need to either be vaccinated or show proof of a negative uh, test. Day of the game. Just. Please. I mean, with that number
5: that they have, I feel like they'll have minimal issues either way.
0: Okay. Yes. But the main issue is the New Jersey Devils started goaltender.
5: Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't want to, you, especially because he was
0: minutes away from getting that shot. Why would you just get up and walk away? His mother's a doctor. Really? Well. Who's been vaccinated. Oh, then I don't know. Well,
1: and this is where where John can intervene. I'm reading stories about Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah. The vaccination.
4: So, yeah, the story from Woj uh, I got on my timeline a couple hours ago was apparently the Nets thought Irving was leaning towards getting it, but now it's seeming more and more likely that he's not going to. And so that means he'll have to sit out practices and any home game, really, at the Barclays Center for the upcoming season, which is, Pretty big. I mean, it's Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, you're expecting to miss him for half the season anyway due to injury. So, if we we're just, sitting out. Games, I saw we're a just tweet. sitting out, I saw oh, yeah, a tweet exactly. that
1: said if, if the Nets were still in Jersey, this wouldn't be an issue.
4: Yeah. I, I saw some reporters ask Steve Nash, are they going to move practices to New Jersey or Long Island so Kyrie <laughs> could take place? He's like, I'm not moving practice for one person. No.
1: Good. It's a great response that's for the your head coach. answer.
4: Good. But yeah, no, Kyrie Irving. It's it's just a crazy situation with him. I honestly think that the situation with him, like I would just I would want to trade him at this point. If you have all that cap sitting on the bench half half the games of the year, that's a pretty big blow for a team like that that's as top heavy as them.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. Let's say Kyrie sits out sixty games. Just a number I'm throwing out there. Throws yeah. out sixty games. Still have KD. Still have Harden. They still win 40 games, and then you just let them come in in the playoffs, in the away games, I guess, yeah, and yeah, run yeah. the gauntlet.
4: One <laughs> thing I saw that's funny with the Nets is they it's actually in their best interest to get a lower seed, so that way they get the away games out of the way first. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they could go and take two on the road, <laughs> and then come home. <laughs> so it's Katie and Harden.
3: Exactly. And then, and
0: potentially, if it goes back for a game five, which most—I mean, KD and Harden—most teams enough to beat them. Enough.
4: Yeah. Especially Go the back, East.
0: and then you just drive the stake through their heart by adding Kyrie to the lineup.
4: <laughs> game seven on the road, you get Kyrie back.
0: It's a hell of a thing. Imagine. <laughs> oh man, I hate Joey Gallo. Just flew out to center. I hate this whole team right now. Yeah. can't we lose in this game? Baltimore Eric,
1: Orioles mention... fans, most
0: of 2021. <laughs> Baltimore Orioles fans. Arizona Diamondbacks fans.
1: Oh, by the oh, way, do you see what? Pirates Arizona, fans. Did you see what happened in Arizona on Sunday with the Diamondbacks? No, they walked off and lost the top spot in the draft to Baltimore because they walked off. That's oh great. God. I mean, that is great. I, I mean, 52 wins and 110 losses, and they're picking second in the draft.
0: Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh. It's great. All right. Let's because I really want to dissect the whole Urban Meyer thing.
1: Oh, this has been the best story. And no, no. So
0: I think we're going to go to our, your, your guys, Zach and Eric, sit down with uh, Greg Murphy. That seems like the way to go before we just dive into the whole mess of Urban, Urban Meyer. Yeah. All right. So we'll move now to that interview. Zach and Eric, uh, Phillies broadcaster, Phillies yeah. reporter, pre,
1: pre and post game show host, pre and post game show, uh, Greg Murphy. We are proud to be joined by Greg Murphy, uh, Phillies on-field reporter, host of the Phillies podcast, and Greg, welcome to Too Many Men. It is good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, it's we're one day before the MLB uh, playoffs. A wild 162 um, wasn't as chaotic as some thought, but we have two amazing wild card games on deck, and it's going to be a great two-game set potentially the best wild card games that the MLB has seen. Let's start with the Yankees Red Sox. First of all, what's this mean? Right.
6: Yeah. I mean, obviously anytime you put the Yankees and the Red Sox on the same field, uh, it's, it's special. Uh, you know, the, the two teams scored franchises, they, uh, can't stand one another. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, they both had their destiny in their own hands on that final day of the season on Sunday. And it was really interesting to watch it kind of go back and forth, back and forth. It took the Yanks uh, until their last at bat to, to win that game. It took the Red Sox coming back uh, over a really bad Nationals team to win that game, you know, and kind of setting it up and and, and putting it uh, together together for Major League Baseball, you can bet the commissioner's office is pretty darn excited about this one game playoff. Uh, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of eyeballs watching that game tomorrow night. But uh, you know what? There's two good teams. I think they're two flawed teams, honestly. Um, But uh, but I'll be watching. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: It's been a roller coaster for both. And the Yankees season was filled with ups and downs. One team that was in this mix that I have to talk about that and seemed mostly down until it started going on really strong up was the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Right? The the whole believe, you know, thing that was going on in Seattle. What are your thoughts on that cuz Seattle's been a team that really hasn't seen a lot of, you know,
6: success over the past number of years. Yeah, longest drought in uh, in baseball in terms of the postseason. I think uh, 2001 if I'm not mistaken was the last time they got in. So yeah, they haven't had a whole lot of success. I was I was rooting for them I think uh, you know if, if if you enjoy great storylines and you um and you love the game of baseball it was a fun it was a fun team to watch it was a fun team to root for you know we don't get a chance to see Seattle all that often um you know over here on the east coast but uh but I would stay up late and, and watch a couple of those games and you know it, it was a fun team and they seemed to you know they they got off to a quick start and then they kind of went into their funk in the middle of the season made some interesting trades at the trade deadline and uh, everyone thought you know, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden it came together again for them. Um, They've got some really kind of special players on that team and uh, guys that kind of were dragging one another to the finish line. Uh, It's a shame that it ended the way it did, because you could see, you know, obviously for everybody in the postseason, it's special, but for those guys, um, I think it would have been even a little bit more special just because it's been so long for that city uh, to get their baseball team there. Um, it, it wasn't meant to be. But, you know, you think about the beauty of baseball and it's why I love it. 162 games and, you know, four teams with a chance at two spots in the last game of the season. It's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. And they fall one game short. But uh, you know what? They're going to be pretty good for a while now, I think. Yeah, I was going to say you got to think there's definitely a,
5: a change in pace there in Seattle, where they they could make a run in the next couple of years the way they look this year.
6: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, it's interesting with teams like that because so often they're unable to sustain it just because they feel the need to trade away some you know high-priced talent and try to grow it through the system. But uh, if they can keep this this core together for a little while. Um, I think I think they've got a chance. You know they they're in a tough division out there uh, in the AL West, and I do think that the Angels are going to sooner or later figure it out. They've got enough talent on that team that they should be making a postseason run. and You've still got the Astros who are very good, but um, you know Seattle certainly has has some guys, and if uh, if management out there can figure out a way to keep them together, they should be in the mix for a little while. You said something that actually
1: brought my uh, brought my attention. 162 games, you know. That's how many it is in the regular season. Well, one team won 106 regular season games and it's a wild card. Yeah. It's It's a incredible situation out in the national league West. And we have Dodgers Cardinals on Wednesday night Uh, Cardinals coming off a red hot winning streak. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on that? And could St. Louis pull off the upset?
6: Well, I absolutely can for sure. Um, You know, if, if you're, asking me my prediction in the game, I think I would probably I would probably go the Dodgers. You know, they're gonna have Max Schrozer on the hill. He's been absolutely dominant since he's been out there in LA. Not that he wasn't pretty dominant over in Washington as well. But um you know it is kind of remarkable when you stop to think about a 106 win team, right? Uh, you know, and and they don't they don't get the Giants who win 107 Need that 107 to clinch the division on the last day. It, it's it's out you know it's outstanding baseball. I don't know about you guys, but at the beginning of the season, I thought the Dodgers would win that division, and I had the Padres finishing second and the Giants in a distant third. So what they were able to do, setting a franchise record 107 wins, um, you know, Gabe Kapler over there uh, as the manager pushing all the right buttons. Um, it, it, it's a great story, and again, it just. It just goes to show you that uh, you never know in the game of baseball. You start out hot uh, and you start to believe in yourselves and you start to roll a little bit. You get the, the fan base behind you and you get the front office behind you and they make deals at the deadline. I mean, that's how teams like the Giants go from, you know, being picked third, fourth in the division and winning 107 games. It can happen in baseball and, and, it, and it does happen. You know, maybe not 107, but teams come out of nowhere uh, to make the postseason. So it, that's been a great story. But to your question about the wild card game, the Cardinals were just so red hot down the stretch that, you, of course, you have to give them a chance because everything was clicking. It's been a you know it's been a couple days now since they've needed to play a game and, and get fired back up. And this one game playoff, I, I tend to to look at talent a little bit more than maybe how they were playing um, when they got to the postseason. So I I give the nod to the, uh, to the Dodgers, but Hey, if the Cardinals win, God bless them. I mean, what a run for sure. Should the
1: Dodgers and Cardinals be con or the Dodgers and Giants, I should say uh, be considered as favorites for the world series, just on the number of wins or do you have any other teams you think that can make a run Adam?
6: Well, I think there's a couple teams that can make a run. I, I would put the Giant or the uh, Dodgers as the favorite, but they've got to get through the one game playoff. If they get through the one game playoff, yeah, my my money would be on the Dodgers. They're just that talented, um, you know, top to bottom. But again, it's it's difficult to repeat, so you know they've got that hanging over their heads. Um, but you know the the Milwaukee Brewers are an, an interesting team. They really are because they've got the, they've got the top end of their, of their rotation is outstanding. And then they got the the horses in the bullpen that they can just shut an offense down and, uh, and, and they can swing the bat. So they, they really have kind of a really good balance. Um, And, you know, I think they could make some noise in the national league. I really do. Um, I would anticipate that they'll be playing, you know, in, in the second round. Um, So I like the Brewers a little bit. I really do. But uh, but yeah, again, if I'm betting my money, I probably I'm probably gonna ride the Dodgers, especially if they if they win the, the wild card game. What are
1: your what are your thoughts on the American League? Just in general, you know, because you got a really you know strong playing field. You got the LaRue, yeah. the Dusty Baker rematch going yeah. on in Houston and Chicago. You got the Rays who are making a ton of noise, and you got again, we were talking about the Yankees and the Red Sox, two who are just historic franchises. Who do you think can make the most noise in the American League, especially with how strong the playing field is over there? Yeah, the one team you
6: didn't mention, the Tampa Rays. I, 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 I love the Rays. Oh, you did? Okay. I, did. I, I love them. I, I And I don't think – they get. you know, you, you talk about being in a, in a division, right, with the Yankees and the Red Sox, and even the Blue Jays. I mean, everyone talking about the Blue Jays and the job that they were doing, and we all – we all tend to forget about the Rays and how they just go about their business, go about their business and win baseball games and win baseball games. I think, I think this may be the year for the race. I think this is the year that they could finally get over the hump and win the world series. Um, so if you're, if you're, again, if you're asking me now I'm, I'm, I'm taking the race to win it all um I think they can do it I think they've got they've got the, the horses to do it again they've been there before I think their managers probably learned a little bit uh, over the last couple of years about you uh, know you know managing in big games maybe a little bit different than managing in game 87 of the regular season so I I, I love the way they're put together and uh, I love how no one talks about them and the other team would be the Houston Astros I I, I think They've got something to prove and, um, and obviously a ton of talent on that team. I I'm a huge fan of Dusty Baker. Um, I think he's an outstanding uh, manager. I think he, he really connects with his guys really well. So um, those are the two teams in the American league that I would look at. Uh, no one talks. About we don't talk a whole lot about the white Sox. You know, obviously they're a good team. I'm just not sure they're ready quite yet. And they kind of take a cakewalk through their division. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can dial it up uh, come the postseason. One thing about the White Sox
1: is to fit with manager Tony Larusa. At, at several points during the regular season, it seemed like that team was not clicking with, you know, management and the players. Do you think they can pull it together in time for the, um, the playoffs in such a big matchup against Houston?
6: Yeah, I do. I do. Because I think ultimately – you know, a manager is important, but it's really about the players, and they do have a ton of talent on that roster from top to bottom. So, I, I don't think Larusa and Larusa has been there, and Larusa understands again how to manage in the postseason. He's done it before and um, been very successful. So, I, you know, if 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 I had a choice, I would take Dusty Baker over Tony Larusa in terms of who I'd want managing my team because I think you know, just his personality and the way he goes about his business is a better fit, especially for the players nowadays. Than maybe La Russa is. He's still that, you know, he's that crusty old, you know, old school guy. But, I mean, you guys are way, way too young to remember. But in back in 1980, when the Phillies uh, made a move and they brought Dallas Green in to manage that team, that was a bunch of veteran guys who um, had knocked on the door and knocked on the door many times. And they needed Dallas Green. They hated him. They hated him. But it was almost like they played mean and nasty uh, just to kind of in spite of him. Um, And they were able to win it finally in 1980. And uh, it took years and years after they won it for them to all kind of get on the same page and like one another. So there's probably dozens and dozens of stories in baseball where the manager's not particularly liked by the guys in the clubhouse. But if the guys in the clubhouse are swinging the bats and pitching, it's not much going to matter.
1: The other thing you were saying, Murph, you were talking about the Phillies. Of course, you know the Phillies better than anybody that's probably ever been on this podcast. (laughs) 2021 season, again, ups and downs for the Philadelphia Phillies. What are your thoughts on the team overall? And which parts of this team did you really like? Which parts of the team were you, you know, kind of let down by? Just an overall general consensus. What are your thoughts on the 21 Phillies and where do they go from here?
6: Well, I think, I I said this many, many times over the course of this season, the Phillies are a flawed baseball team. They're they're a good team. They're not a great team. However, this team, this particular year in this particular division could have won it. It was theirs for the taking. It really was. And man, oh man, did they have dozens and dozens and dozens of missed opportunities this season. Um, You know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, the numbers are what they are. And this team, you know, failed to get to where they thought they could be. And what I believe they, they really should have been the Braves, um, you tip your cap because they went out at the trade deadline, made some moves and every single one of them worked out perfectly for them, but still it came down to the final week of the season and the Phillies had a chance. And, But you blow 34 saves in a season. Um, You know, you you have the lowest batting average against fastballs uh, in in the big leagues. Uh, You know, so many little things. Uh, Fielding percentage for for the team was, was atrocious, especially in the first half. Really bad fielding team. So, you know, there are reasons why they ended up winning only 82 games when they probably could have easily won close to 90. Um, had they had they just tighten some things up, so ten years in counting for the Phillies not making the postseason, it's very frustrating, um, and uh, and I I don't know that they'll go into next season with any much you know with being favored to win it again. I mean the Braves are a really good team, the Mets are only getting better, and and you know. With all that talent, you expect the Mets to be a much better team next year. Um, you know, you get DeGrom back and and he's healthy. I mean, right there, that makes you a better team. So that division is is going to be tough again for, for the Phillies. And, uh, you know, I, they're going to have to make some serious moves in the offseason to be a part of the conversation again when we start up in, uh, in a couple months. Are there anything that is, there, are there any
5: moves that you think that they should particularly go for to try and make this team where they want it to be?
6: Yeah. I mean, you know, in generalities, I think they have to go out and get um, a, a middle of the lineup kind of bat outfield kind of bat. Um, I don't know who that is. I mean, there, are, there are guys out there right now. Um, Castellanos is, is one that, that that I think about. Um, but they have so many holes that that they're gonna need to to kind of do it. Um, I don't know. I financially I don't know if they're gonna be able to do it. You know, you're very top heavy with Bryce Harper, um, you know, Zach Wheeler, obviously, Didi Gregorius' contract is huge, um, JT Realmuto. so so they they've got a lot of money invested in a couple of guys. They need another starting pitcher. They obviously need bullpen help, but probably every team could say that uh going into the offseason. Um, and they need, you know, a, at least one corner outfielder. They could probably use a center fielder, and then who knows who's going to play third base for them because Alec Bohm was uh, was a disappointment this year. Now, I, I, I'm not ready to give up on him. Uh, I think he could be a good player, but he's going to have to figure it out. So, you know, Dave Dombrowski has done it before and has, con- you know, come in and, and helped teams get to where they need to go, uh, so hopefully he can do it again But uh, it's not going to be an easy task, for for sure,
1: for the Phillies. You recently started hosting a podcast called Glove Stories with Murph. What's been the most rewarding experience of that so far?
6: Honestly, it's uh, reconnecting with a lot of guys that I've uh, covered over the years. Um, I've I've been covering the Phillies since – 1993 so uh it's been it's been a long time and i've you know gotten a chance to get to know a lot of those players over the years so you know reconnecting with those guys the podcast is basically just a, a chance for uh the players to tell their some of their stories from their playing days and um you know i'm lucky in that i get a chance to be on the bus on the plane and you know hotel rooms and you know and listen to these guys tell stories about baseball and their playing days or or their you know, the current playing days or if they're coaches, their former playing days. And, and the stories are always so great. So colorful. These guys can remember like a pitch, a two, two pitch in 1985, you know, they can remember who's at the plate and what pitch they threw. And, and to me, it's always been amazing to listen to. So our idea was, Hey, let's, you know, we get to hear these stories. Let's kind of bring them to the folks that don't, don't get a chance to hear them all the time. So, um it's just been fun to to reconnect with with some of the players and then you know going back I was nine years old in 1980 when the Phillies did win it and some of those guys were my heroes growing up and uh so getting having some of those guys on the podcast as well has been has been fun and uh as you guys know you know a podcast is is only as enjoyable as you know you make it and uh I think we've 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 had a lot of fun we've had a lot of laughs heard some great funny stories that uh you know about some great players over the course of Major League Baseball, so it's been it's been good, it's been fun.
1: Where can our too many men listeners uh, tune in to uh, Glove Stories? Well,
6: wherever you get your podcast, I guess is what they say, right? Um, you know, we're everywhere uh, on uh, Apple, the Apple Podcast, Spotify, all the all the biggies. So um, if you just search Glove Stories with Murph, so we're through season one. Um, we're going to have a couple specials through the off season. Um, we're doing a a special next week at the Darren Dalton foundation. There's a a big charity event in Philadelphia uh, honoring the late Darren Dalton uh, and a bunch of his former teammates are going to be there. And uh, I'm going to be at that event, talking to some of those guys. So we'll have some, some episodes drop throughout the course of the off season, but it won't be every week. And then once we hit Clearwater and spring training next year, we'll start it back up and uh, it'll be weekly once again. It's season two gets underway. But uh, we just finished season one and we closed it out with Brad Lidge uh, as our final guest, which makes sense as a closer. We thought that was the way to go. And, uh, you know, Brad's terrific uh great storyteller and and we had a lot of laughs so um but they're all right there for the listening i don't know how many episodes we did but uh, not as many as you guys you guys are way ahead of us so we got some we got some work to do to catch up but uh, i think we have about 25 or 26 in the can that uh, people can go back and listen to
1: is there anything else you want to plug or promote or is yours? No,
6: just our class and just how we're we're getting the work done in there. It's been it's been fun so far. Uh, hopefully, it's been fun for, for you guys as well. But uh, look, here's what I will say, and especially if this is a, a career path that that you guys are, are you know looking towards, whether it be sports writing, and we we've talked about this, Eric, but sports writing or or um, you know being on television or on the radio, podcasting, whatever doing it now, the way you guys are doing it is just absolutely the best thing you can be doing And uh, you're gonna you're gonna walk out of school and you're gonna have so much experience behind you and have the ability to turn to potential employers and say, I've, I've done this, 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 and this, and and I, you know, give me a chance. And that's all you need, right? In this business is you just need that first chance. So I, I applaud what you guys are doing. I think it's great. And uh, I wish you nothing but uh, success with it going forward. We really do appreciate it. Well, yeah. Greg Murphy,
1: Murph, Professor Murphy to me. <laughs> all <of> the above. <laughs> all all the above. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. And of course, you're always welcome.
6: Oh, I appreciate that, guys. Uh, yeah, maybe we do a little wrap-up when uh, the postseason's over. It's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun couple months or a couple weeks, I should say. Absolutely. Um, All right for the postseason. And it's gonna Thanks, be a guys. world series. Thank yeah. you so much, Murph. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. you. Have a good one. You too. Thank you, Greg Murphy. Fantastic interview. And he is always welcome back on Too Many Men.
0: Yeah, I think the plan right now is to have him back at some point here as we get deeper into the Major League Baseball postseason. Um, yeah, good stuff.
1: A, brought up a lot of great stuff, though. Yeah. A lot of good stuff, um, especially, you know, in the world of podcasting, right? This episode 200 for us. Yeah. And, and saying we're doing a, a great job with it, like that means the world to us.
0: Double century, Mark, baby. Double century, Mark. All right,
1: so. You know what's scary we, is that in 25 weeks, about that is 250.
0: Yeah. Oof. Yeah.
1: If we Think do for, keep
0: on the two-a-week schedule, which we were good with most of the summer. Yeah. Hey, we weren't bad this year. No. Last year, we were bad. That was rough.
2: Yeah, last year was rough.
0: That was rough. Um. But real quick, a little bit of news that broke for the podcast. Jalen Smith cut by the Dallas Cowboys um, fell out of favor a little bit in that Dan Quinn defense that revitalized defense down there in Dallas and listen I don't think this move happens without the emergence of Micah Parsons I think the way Micah Parsons has played to start this season he's looked like a leader on the defensive side of the ball he made Jalen Smith a little more expendable I still don't like the decision I like it maybe in a post-year move, and an off-season move, because having more bodies is never bad. And Jalen Smith is definitely a capable body on defense. There's going to be injuries over the course of now a 17-game NFL season. It didn't hurt to keep him around. And now you have freed up cap space, but are you really going to use that cap space midseason? Probably not. So I'm not sure I quite get the move. I get the move from a... Uh, scheme standpoint and a personnel standpoint. I just don't get it from a timing standpoint.
4: Apparently I was reading they uh, unsuccessfully tried to find the trade for him, but that uh, did not obviously happen. So I guess this is just the last resort, you know, they tried every other Avenue. So.
0: I mean, a lot of that is a lot of, you know, general managers in the national football league are afraid to trade midseason. And. Uh, he's a valuable player. I don't understand the, Urgency to get him off your roster. Apparently that Jamie is a good Collins. thing.
1: Apparently Jamie Collins is close to signing.
0: Yeah, he's going to be a New England Patriot. It looks like he worked out with him today. Um, a lot of good I understand it from a... Like, the Lions, I understand. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to compete. You try to find a trade partner for Jamie Collins. Nothing. You go up to him and be like, listen. If we can move you, we will. If not, we're going to cut you. Go play. Do what you can. Jalen Smith, I mean, Dallas is in a position where they're competing what they believe for a Super Bowl. They're going to win the NFC East pretty handedly, which means you're going to have a favorable matchup in the first round. You would think you would want as much defense as humanly possible, as much depth as you can have. It just doesn't make sense for this time. Maybe Jerry Jones was pissed off he was wearing nine because that's Tony Romo's number. Yeah, a lot of teams need, you know, getting linebacker help. It's available. It is available, and I think – when you look at landing spots for Jalen Smith, you don't need to look any further than the NFC East. Washington could definitely use him in linebacker. New York all th- could definitely all three use teams. him. With Blake Martinez going down for the Giants, you could definitely use him on your defense. Just is it a scheme fit? I'm sure Patrick Graham would find a spot for him anyway. Um, But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he leaves the NFC East. I think he, he ends up on one of those three teams.
1: Arizona looking for a Super Bowl. Only undefeated team right now could always use an extra body or two on defense.
0: Of course, I mean, I mean that's the. You look at the way teams are built. Championship teams they're built on defense historically. It's never bad to have depth. Ask just ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season. It's never bad to have depth. All right, Urban Meyer when he first was hired as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. You, you knew what was following him. There was scandal immediately with one of his hires when he first got to Jacksonville.
1: Now, well, before before you continue, I do want to say my sports update on Twitter posted a list, a laundry yeah. list of everything that has gone wrong. So we're pretty much reading off of this list. So credit. Do you
0: have the list up? I
1: can get the list up right now. Put the
0: list up and we'll go from there. The, the first one's the, the higher up. But, but wait, but wait. For those of you who don't know, Urban Meyer was caught in 4K in a bar in Ohio <laughs> either Friday or Saturday night after the Jaguars 24-21 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. He stayed behind. Now it was revealed he stayed behind to spend a quiet evening with his grandkids. And then he was filmed at a bar with a younger woman, not his wife, uh, getting close to him, him doing some touching that you wouldn't expect really from anybody out in public. Um, and all this in a bar where there's actually a picture of him in the bar with his wife.
5: Yeah.
0: It's an Ohio <laughs> State bar. Huh. Yeah, it's quite the thing.
2: Huh.
1: How about the Ohio State shirt that he was wearing?
2: That was hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah. and if that you had to like – if you looked at that and went, well, I don't know, that video's a little grainy. And then you see the picture of him with the, the girl Ohio State symbol on his pink sweatshirt. It's like, man, you did everything you could to get caught. Yeah. And, and yeah, the girl's literally. like, oh, my God, it's Urban Meyer. Yeah. Like, did you think that in
5: the day of age where everybody has a cell phone that nobody in that bar that would obviously know it's Urban Meyer doing that? Like, people are going to videotape that.
0: And we'll we'll play the apology. We're gonna play the apology from Eric, from uh, Urban Meyer on here after we go through his list because that's really the icing on the cake is the apology um, that's hey, coming from the Jacksonville Jaguars media session today. Hey Zach, uh, Kevin from... Kevin Pulecki's at the plate right now.
5: <laughs> of course, he's in the playoffs.
0: Eric, do you have the list up?
5: I do
1: have the list up.
0: Let's go through the short right. eight month resume of Urban Meyer.
1: So again, credit to With my sports update. To my sports update on Twitter for posting this list. First, hired Chris Doyle as the team's director of sports performance. Doyle was accused of making racist comments and belittling players during his time at Iowa. After heavy backlash, Doyle decided to resign from Jacksonville.
0: Resign Herbert Meyer made a mistake of a hire right off the bat. It's 10 years off to a hot start. Keep going.
1: I love how this is a mistake. Signed Tim Tebow as a tight end.
0: Yeah. I, big locker room guy, Florida guy, Florida connection. I I understood it to a point. Yeah, that sure. one I understood.
4: At the same next. time, though, there was definitely a media circus with that, with everyone oh, being like, oh, you knew "Oh, it was 100%. coming."
1: Everybody knew mm-hmm. it was coming.
4: But
0: I
1: Z- thought Zach. If hard. it makes you
0: feel any better, Zach, it makes you feel any better. Plawecki just grounded into a double play. Yeah,
1: he did. that
0: sounds about right. Okay, so what's next? Oh, there's the double play.
1: Oh. <laughs> Drafted a running back in the first round despite already having James Robinson on the
0: roster. The first of the real head-scratching personnel moves. Like Tim Tebow, you could kind of look at it, no, dissect it, makes sense.
1: I'll argue that the first head-scratching move was taking eight to nine minutes to just decide on Trevor Lawrence at the draft. But, Very true.
0: I mean, James Robinson rushed for a 1,000 yards last year. Tom, this, this hits Tom deep. It does. Tom, yeah. I was bothered by this too. No. Not as much as Tom, but I was. You were a team that needed an offensive lineman, a weapon, Travis Etienne, and then you draft him and you say he's he's going to take snaps at wide receiver. What the hell is that? What do you mean by that? You just drafted a man who ran for like 1,500 yards in college and you're going to play him a wide receiver? That's either A, just a straight up lie, or B, not knowing a damn thing about your personnel but a hot start next
1: also related to Travis Etienne openly admitted that he wanted to draft Kadarius Tony with the pick that they used to select Etienne
0: happens. John's laughing <laughs> happens this isn't who we wanted but you know we wanted yeah. a wide receiver so we're gonna take this big running back and use him as a just, wide receiver.
4: just the candidness of that though just being like yeah he's not the guy you he know be
1: real with
0: you Listen, if if Urban Meyer didn't have heavier things on his mind over the weekend, he was probably in tears over that Kadarius-Tony game that he had against New Orleans, if he was able to watch. Next one.
1: Told reporters that they cut players due to their vaccine status. NFLPA (laughs) opened on investigation to those comments. Straight up said it. I mean. No filter. Nope. Nothing. Nope. Nope. Next. Had an open competition for starting quarterback between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew. Minshew was traded a few weeks later to Philadelphia, but he split valuable first-team reps with Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, I mean, another one. Just another head-scratching personnel decision. Next.
1: Traded away last year's number nine overall pick, C.J. Henderson. (laughs) C.J. Henderson for Dan Arnold. And a third.
0: And a third. Dan Arnold, who was did not play at all in the red zone on Thursday night. Dan Arnold, big tight end target. They were giving snaps to Jacob Hollister, who's apparently in
1: Jacksonville. I will say this, though. Credit to Dan Arnold for playing, like, less than a week after getting traded there. Next. Easy one. Team starts
0: 0-4. Oh, also, the straight-up lie from Dan Arnold after being traded to Jacksonville and saying, yeah, I'm just happy to be somewhere where I'm wanted. Bro, you were TE1 in Carolina, and the team was 3-0. and Now it's Tommy Tremble. It's Tommy Tremble time, Tone. They have a uh, – which Thomas did they have last year? Logan or Ian?
4: Ian Thomas. I had Ian? Well, yeah, because Logan Thomas them? is in Washington still.
0: So. Yeah, I just forget which one's which.
1: Jacob, Jacob Halser, also not the tight end one in Jacksonville. Who is it? James O'Shaughnessy. He didn't. Did he play Thursday? He was out. So they started Chris Manhurts instead.
4: This guy, so Dan Arnold's like not even the third, is a third string tight end. Then does that mean? I I don't know.
1: Well, again, playbook.
4: True. I don't
0: even think that, like, I don't even think O'Shaughnessy is a bad tight end by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's very serviceable.
1: Real ones remember Mercedes Lewis in his prime.
0: Some would say Mercedes Lewis is still in his prime in Green Bay, but that's just me. But, yeah, the icing on the cake is owned 4 Actually, the icing on the cake is the apology. Actually, the icing on the cake is the ownership having a closed-door meeting where nothing was supposed to come out of this closed-door meeting. Multiple. And then right out of the meeting, a statement from the owner saying, we've lost trust in our head coach. He has that's to one, regain
1: our trust. That's one of them. Oda releases statement that Meyer must, quote, regain our trust and respect.
5: <laughs> respect. Yeah. He might leave said- the worst coach ever.
1: And the last bullet here is didn't travel with the team after the week four loss to Cincinnati. Viral videos and photos emerge of him with a woman other than his wife online. And again, credit to my sports update for posting that
0: list. He's also getting straight up laughed at by his players after he apologized because he didn't apologize to the team as a whole. He would go into position meetings, like the tight ends or the line or the special teams, and that's where he apologized. <laughs>
1: also, oh, man. whoever on Twitter, yeah. did, whoever on Twitter did that photo edit of Urban Meyer as Urban Cowboy, it's great. Well
0: done. And to the young lady who gave us the gem that is that picture of her and Urban Meyer, which I will be using, I've already used it several times. Because that facial expression of Urban Meyer is, man, I did so good. You've used it in reference to (laughs) Urban Meyer. Yeah, I did. I I tweeted earlier today or yesterday, Urban Meyer, when he (laughs) destroys the Jags job and takes the job at USC. And it's it's just his face. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. It's perfect. is he openly
1: sabotaging? Like- Listen, I
0: said Frank Reich was trying to get fired. Urban Meyer is trying to get fired, and every single play that the Jags run that doesn't work, you look on the sidelines. It looks he is like he's on such under such mental duress. He has no idea. Remember when he collapsed at Ohio State? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like he was just bent over and he collapsed. It looks like that's about to happen every time they put the camera on him. Remember the scandal in twenty eighteen. Is that what the text message is? Yeah. Yeah. And again, he had somebody working under him where he was abusing his girlfriend or wife and Urban Meyer apparently knew about it. And this is... Urban Meyer went, I didn't know about it. And then text message came out that he did know about it. And again, I I sent
1: this to the group chat this morning because everybody here forgot about it. Urban Meyer was asking $12 million to coach Jacksonville. (laughs) Oh my God. Now, Whether we don't that... know
0: how much he got. It's not been disclosed or, how long the contract is or how yeah. much. Yeah. And I want to know, because if we're four games into the four-year contract, even I mean, two-year contract, it's, it's a disaster.
1: I mean, John knows this because we've talked about this multiple times, but he knows I rip into Jacksonville all the time, and that's because they deserve
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they absolutely deserve to be dug into
4: it's the biggest circus in the NFL this year. We really gotta big.
0: remember. We gotta remember. This is the franchise that said Doug Marone will be fired on Monday. Monday came and went, and Doug Marone was still the head coach. Doug Marone was the head coach for another year.
5: <laughs> I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence.
0: Like I was watching preseason football, Week One, and I see Doug Marone on the sideline. Who'd, I'm like, who just you were firing him?
1: Who would have thought that Zach Wilson right now would be in a better situation than Trevor Lawrence is? Yeah.
4: Yeah, This this feels a little bit extra sweet as a Jets fan after seeing all that media last year about how, oh, the Jets' culture would ruin Trevor. They're a dumpster fire of an organization. Meanwhile, salah has got a little bit of a culture going on. We we at least have a win. We have one win, which is more than they got in Jacksonville. 19 straight losses, baby.
0: (laughs) You know, even Ryan Leaf had one win. Exactly, Jamarcus so Russell had a win. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here is uh here's the apology from Urban Urban Meyer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I just apologized to the team and staff and uh, for being a distraction, just stupid. Uh, and so I explained everything that happened and owned it, and you know, just stupid. Uh, should not have myself in that kind of position. Urban. did you did you fly back with the team or did you stay in um, no Saturday? I stayed to see the grandkids and we all went to dinner that night at uh, the restaurant and then there's a big group next to our restaurant and they wanted me to come over and take pictures and I did and, and they were trying to pull me out on a dance horse screwing around and I should have left
0: how did the team react I mean three probably pretty event uh, reactionary or, you know, how did they take it? Your apology? Well, I've
3: always been so defensive of them. You know, I remember when Trevor told me he was going to go to Vegas for his bachelor party. I mean, I was just my gosh, man, be careful and surround yourself. And because I've seen this happen and uh, and I just. So the team, the team, uh, I spoke to a bunch of leaders one on one, spoke to all the players, Uh, they're good. They were focused on Tennessee and I apologized again for being a distraction. Uh, and a coach should not be a distraction.
4: What How, about you your, How about your family? Did you also did you feel a need to apologize to your family? Mm, yeah,
3: yeah, of course I did. Yeah, that's not me. And that's, uh, uh, oh, yeah, they were upset. And Have you talked to Shad Khan about it? And what was that conversation like? I did talk to Shad and uh, I'm very supportive. And uh, Trent, I talked to him obviously at length. Uh, right when I got that phone call that night uh, the ne- next night.
0: So apparently that's what you do after a quiet night with the grandkids. You go out. Um, he was apparently just there for family dinner. Some people wanted some pictures. And uh, Urban Meyer I, ends up in that situation.
1: I like how he said the girl was just there.
0: Yeah, just there. What? <laughs> but Urban Meyer, man. I really don't think you have more than this year in you in the National Football League. I think you'll resign. You made Bobby Petrito look good. But this is what the league needed. We needed a head coach that was just an utter disaster.
1: Houston is not the biggest circus in the AFC South.
0: No. No,
4: it needs to be at least one of these coaches every year, though, you know, for like the media to click, you know, kind of no, punch but, down on. No, like say what you game. want.
0: We haven't, we haven't had like Hugh Jackson was bad. Hugh Jackson wasn't this. Yeah, but, but Hugh Jackson was also respected by his players, which Urban Meyer said, is not.
1: When he said he would, if he didn't improve from one in 15, he would jump in Lake Erie, he went oh, and 16 and jumped in Lake Erie. Yep.
4: Yeah, well, Man of, of his word. Yeah, here's the thing with that. I got a bone in the pick with Hugh Jackson saying he's a man of his word for that. He waited eight months to jump in the lake. Everyone thought he was going to do it in December when they actually <laughs> went 0-16. That, till that, August that's, what that's what he should have done. Yeah. That's what he should have done.
0: What did you want a week 16 to just strip down yeah. to his underwear go to the and go right out to the stadium at the Lake Erie? <laughs>
4: Pull it to the the lake. Yeah. That's what the fans thought. I mean, he's he's like, Yeah, if I go if I go 0-16, I'll jump in a lake. And two. We be thought there, he would jump in the freezing, a freezing like Erie, you know, like as,
1: as far as coaches with scandal, we thought John Gruden was going to be that his first, you know, couple oh, of great! We'll get to John
4: Gruden in a second because he had one of
0: the greatest things of all time last night. But the most criticized hire this offseason was Dave Cully because nobody wanted the job in Houston. Say what you want about Cully. He is under some of the hardest situations that ownership is putting on him. The general manager, they're feeling a team that's really not competitive. It's a bunch of guys that are going, really? He's there? And he's at least running somewhat of a tight ship.
1: This, this week Myers was Joey blown Sly. out of the water. This week was Joey Sly we found out was a
0: Houston Texan. And who apparently is not a Houston Texan anymore because he's getting worked out by the Niners this week. <laughs> Which is something. Um, Real quick here before we get into a little bit of weak five analysis week week four analysis week five predictions um john gruden had absolutely no time for a weather delay in a stadium with a roof he he looked like he was about to explode when that referee told him that
1: guess the chargers took bolt up a little too seriously all right
0: relax relax but like now i don't want to say that's the reason why the raiders lost but I think it's kind of the reason why the Raiders lost. Why? They were amped up, ready to go, and then boom. Stop. Going to go delay for a half hour. Look how they came out for the second half. On fire. Two quick touchdowns. They just got they just lost whatever kind of energy they had because of the delay. They would have had a better first half if there was no delay. I don't think that's true at all. Also hey, John Gruden really wants last to week fight. they had like two hey, points in the first half. Hey guys, it's Luis Severino. Luis Severino's good this year. I don't want to I don't want any kind of slander the man's coming back I'm, from No, some I'm not. Injury. I'm, I'm just surprised he's coming into the game.
2: He
1: has a
0: lot of run, run yet this year.
2: all that smack and then he threw it Relax, straight. He's,
5: he's had point. six innings.
0: Um so yeah, but he has a lot of run in those six innings. Coming off of the not playing in two years, I'll take no runs in six innings. All right. Um John Gruden apparently wants to fight the guy who designed SoFi Stadium.
1: the $5 billion stadium in Los Angeles. Yeah, because
0: the visiting locker room is like a maze. And he says he wants to talk to whoever designed that. Which really means John Gruden wants to straight up throw hands with the designer of SoFi Stadium. John Gruden's talking to is throwing hands. I firmly believe that.
5: Yeah, me too.
2: Or he'll just start counting backwards from 100 by 3.
0: So the guy just bursts into tears. Like, if I think, I think if it was, children. like, not against the rules to hit a ref, John Gruden would totally do it. Like, oh, yeah. we talk about Joe Judge Fight Club. John Gruden Fight Club would be otherworldly. It would be. We need that in our lives. We
2: do. That's because John would just not give a shit and actually, actually just with- start throwing hands with everybody. Like, if yeah. he came to yeah. the fight next year
5: in the NFL...
0: Especially man, you Luke got burned! Coming out. You got burned on that route, and he's just punching his own cornerback.
5: <laughs> it rips off the helmet, punches him yeah. in the face.
0: What in the hell are you doing? Bam. What are you doing? <laughs> oh man, I love John Gruden so much. It's I'm excited Nashville to see the mid- fact TV. that he was on TV for so long is kind of funny.
5: Yeah, he had his own show on ESPN.
0: Yeah. He was the, he was, it was Gruden's quarterback camp.
5: Yeah, it was.
0: (laughs) Imagine being a college quarterback and your first taste of the National Football League is this absolute football nut. (laughs) There's no other way to describe John Gruden than being a football nut. Eric, is it you who sent me the thing with John (laughs) Gruden's interview in Playboy?
4: (laughs) Eric I, mean, was the bathroom. I, I, I saw what you're talking about today, though. Yeah, uh an interview with Playboy to like a uh, 2003 Gruden revealed that he lost his virginity at age 17, listening to the Notre Dame fight song. The Playboy no, no, no. How, no, 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 like, no, he, no. Like, The interviewer asked, wait, there was a band? He's like, no, there wasn't even music. It was, but it was playing in my mind.
0: <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta get like a direct quote from John Gruden because there's some other things on top of that that is it's just hysterical with it. Let me find the tweet. You find the Here tweet. we go. From September of 2003. Uh, Bucks coach uh, John Gruden as when he's the Bucks head coach interviewed in the September issue of Playboy reveals that he lost his virginity at age 17 in South Bend, Indiana. I lost my virginity to the Notre Dame fight song, Gruden says. There was a band? Asked Playboy. No, not even music, Gruden replies, but it was playing in my mind. <laughs> what? That man has zero connection to the school that is Notre Dame. Zero. He didn't coach there. He didn't play there. He didn't live near there. He's from Sandusky, Ohio. He's just a fan. Almost Cedar Point. He's a football nut. He's
4: He's crazy. That's a football guy right there. I'll tell you what. Like I would if you're with me.
1: There may not be another John Gruden. I wish him and Antonio Brown spent more time together on the Raiders.
0: They might have went at each other's throats if they did. But there may not be another John Gruden, and we may not, as a society, deserve another John Gruden. Washington tried Jay Gruden. That didn't work. Jacksonville tried Jay Gruden as a coordinator. That really didn't work. Yay. But, man, the gr- it's not – like, Jay Gruden, from an interview standpoint, from a talking standpoint, seemed kind of normal, somewhat. Like, John Gruden is a nut, and he there's, he's, can only survive. I know he coached for Tampa, but that was 15 years ago. He can only survive in the Raiders' system.
5: And now because he's in Vegas, and that just kind of fits. That just it yeah, it just
0: amplifies it. But <laughs> yeah. the Raiders yeah. historically crazy. Al Davis committing crimes that are basically crimes on the field. They're basically committing crimes on the field in their entire history. They Al Davis just win, baby. Don't care how you do it. Don't care if you gotta rip the other guy's head off. Single-handedly responsible for face-masking being a penalty, clotheslining, tripping. They're responsible for that. They're the reason why receivers can't. You stick them in the National Football League. John Gruden is built for that. Yeah. That's all it is. I, I mean, they call him Chucky, for God's sake. Chucky. That's what I was saying. There's a new Chucky movie out coming soon. Also, whoever does the ESPN graphics, because they came out of commercial with John Gruden dancing with Chucky last night on Monday Night Football. And, man, I was down bad a little bit because I had the Raiders in a bet. And I was like, man, and I, I, I just saw that, and I was just like, really, this isn't what I need. What, What you didn't like the Justin Herber one when he was at In-N-Out? That was stupid, too.
4: <laughs> Those all are incredible. Like, I also craft, feel bad for the Chargers.
5: You- They're not as bad did as Fox's mean? graphics, so. Mm. Can any
2: of you
4: guys superhero? see
5: the video yeah. that
2: Herbert speaks in fucking movie quotes that no one understands?
5: And it's I just like
2: 20 minutes <laughs> put of it him on TikTok. Just yeah. Saying, yeah. just saying movie quotes. <laughs> and like half of them are Borat, but then the other half are just random one-liners that he comes out with with no context.
0: That was a Raiders home game last night. They had people dressed like Darth Vader, people with spikes on shoulder pads. Hey, shout, Bolt out Man Bolt Man. Also, shout out to Boltman. Shout out to Boltman in attendance.
1: Also. Too many men listeners. Me and Tony called that it would be a home game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. home game or not. Back to one. Yeah. It's, of it's because of the delay. It's not because of the delay. Stop blaming the delay. And, and here's John the Gruden. Thing. John Gruden's blaming the locker room and the delay. I'm talking with John Gruden. Tom, you, you also have to remember John Gruden.
1: The Chargers went to the second round of the playoffs without playing a single home game.
0: It's true. Real quick, before we get off of the Raiders, they've started 3-0 uh, three times in their history since the Super Bowl era. All three times in a different city. Oakland, Los Angeles, and now Vegas.
1: Also, kind of crazy. Um, Tom sent something in the group chat that was worth noting. The Arizona Cardinals, the only time they started their season 4-0. They finished, missed the playoffs. <laughs> finished
0: 5-11. Courtesy of NFL
1: Fun Facts. Great, Great
0: follow on Instagram. Elite follow on Instagram. All right, let's break down week four. Week four, National Football League season. Uh, Bengals, Jags. I mean, if, if you're Urban uh, Meyer, what more what more can you do?
1: We already discussed all we need to know about, you know, yeah, the what I mean,
0: you had a 21-6 lead and you lost. Sorry. Sorry, Urban Meyer. You have bigger – like, the biggest storyline from the Jags is not their loss. It's Urban Meyer. Uh Titans, man, defense, 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 defense. And that right there is the reason why they will not be able to beat a team like the Chiefs. Yep. You can't let the Jets torch you like that. They lose 27-24. They were years. running down the
5: field late in the game, too. The like.
0: Corey Davis yeah. revenge game, gentlemen. Dude, yeah, man. Randy Bullock went. I, I, I had a feeling he was going to miss that field goal at the end of that game. I really did. We did. Titans betters yeah. are down bad.
4: Any, more, any fantasy owners who think you can just stream the Titans against the Jags this week, stay away.
0: Well,
1: I am, so.
4: I'm keeping do Henry in
5: there.
1: It's okay. It
4: couldn't, couldn't even get yeah, more this than is, one flag
1: against is the end This is the annual Derrick Henry 200-yard game against the Jaguars. Yeah.
0: Say what you want about the Titans or, or the Jets being bad. The Jets are playing for their coach. I don't know if the Jags are going to be playing for Urban Meyer this Sunday. No. <laughs> Um, all right, next we got Chiefs-Eagles just at, <laughs> all offense, 42-30. Uh, Chiefs win. Tyreek Hill went off. Simple as that. They, they couldn't find an answer to Tyreek Hill on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball.
2: Tyreek Hill put up damn near 50 points in fantasy.
0: Yeah, crazy game. Patrick Mahomes, I would say, looked the best he's looked all season in that game. Um, Especially got with the big game on Sunday play. night. Yeah, that game's going to be fun. Uh Panthers lose. 36-28 in Dallas. I was really high on Carolina. Um, Sam Darnold leading the league in rushing touchdowns is just nuts to me. Uh, I still think it was a good game. I think that proves a lot for Dallas. I think they're a lot better than we give them credit for. Uh, what happened? Anthony Rizzo, home run, 3-1. Okay. Let's go. Cool. Two runs Down the line. to go. Two runs to go. Uh yeah, it was a good game by Dallas. Dallas is impressing me each week here. I, I know we talked a lot of shit coming into the season about the Cowboys defense cuz it's been a punchline in the National Football League for a few years now, but they're starting to turn some heads. Michael Parsons is a really good football player. Travon Diggs uh, is a
1: very good football player. Travon
0: Diggs is also a very good football player. Next, we got the Boys the New York Giants in comeback fashion in the Dome. First win in the Dome since 1993. Wow, they the go Saints down to New Orleans are... and beat them. The Saints
1: are bad is what I found. out. <laughs> They're not good.
0: Dude, how do you blow Where? a two-possession lead with eight minutes left lead? in the fourth
2: quarter? Oh, That Where? was the first win for the Giants in the Dome since the 90s. Yep, since
0: 1993. Got to remember, now, they go there usually. Every year, right? No, no, no. Usually they'll go there on average like every three years oh okay but if the standings don't match up and a lot of the times it wouldn't because the Giants when the Giants were good the Saints were bad and when the Saints were good the Giants were bad oh. you wouldn't be playing them a lot so it's every eight years in the dome it's more like that but yeah Giants and overtime Saquon best game of his return so far oh yeah uh,
5: they used him I feel fans. like a little bit more yeah. Uh, than most than the earlier games. The, Use them in
0: the passing game. The Saints yeah.
1: lost to the Giants. Fade them.
0: Fade them. Uh. Winston was game. Winston. Good game in Cleveland. Uh, very wasn't good game, especially though. if you like bad football. I was say it wasn't in Cleveland, <laughs> <laughs> or in, in Minnesota it wasn't between it even Cleveland, in Cleveland and Cleveland. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Sorry.
5: Um. That one, I I thought the over was gonna hit. I same. Did, I, I bet it. I bet the over. The
0: over. 14-7. Uh, there was a time when that game was 11-7, and I just really didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It's that is 11-7. such a weird school.
4: score. Then the Vikings score on the opening drive, and then there was, like, no points for the rest of the, for, for like only, most of the game? There were right? only two drives in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, my. yeah I watched Red Zone right. on Sunday, so that game never showed up. I honestly thought yeah. it was delayed at a certain point. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: the Red Sox just pulled the Valde. Just when the Yankees
1: um, started hitting.
0: But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah that's, I didn't get to that's see. That's usually, usually how it goes. what Trash. happens, yeah. I I didn't get to see much of 1 o'clock red zone. Giant Toronto really had my attention there. But from what I did see, I, I feel like I saw way too much in the 4 o'clocks. I saw way too much of Packers-Steelers.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw way too much. It
1: bad. was pretty much all Packers-Steelers. Yes, and you and want to talk about the Saints being bad. The Steelers are bad. Yeah, I don't
0: bad. want, I don't need to see all these third and fives, fourth and fives, and Big Ben throwing checkdowns. I don't need to see that.
5: They showed a lot of that game in the final like three minutes when you knew the game was over and there were other games going on and they just kept focusing on the Steelers. It was yeah. very frustrating.
0: Yeah. Um, Lions lose. We were all high on the Lions. We were, uh, we were. It was 24 14. I mean, that's just Lions, man. T- Jared Goff had a snap hit him right in the shoulder pad. It bounced right to the nose tackle on the other team. And then the announcer called that an interception. That's not an interception. Yeah, no. That's a fumble. Uh, yeah.
5: Crazy yeah. how much of a difference it goes uh, for Jared Goff going from the Rams and being an okay quarterback and still making the playoffs, and now the
0: Lions. That, well, the, his roster in Detroit is terrible. Also, is. I didn't say it with the Giants game because I was too hyped. Uh, Daniel Jones threw for four hundred two two yards. There's. He had a good day. I'll okay, we'll say this.
2: I
5: didn't like, as you said, to Tony, that waste of a throw at
1: halftime to end the Yeah, man,
0: he hadn't thrown an interception since November, also, and now you're chucking up a Hail Mary into the, the half.
1: Evan Ingram is still a Pro Bowl tight end. No. Yes, he is. Roll I, I, I hate him. Can't, can't take that away from him.
0: <laughs> he makes some of the craziest catches I've ever seen. It's just the basic ones he drops. But uh, Kadarius, Tony, Kenny Galladay, um, their play, specifically Tony's, I mean, you don't need Darius Slayton on the roster anymore. Simple as that. Uh, it, your your trio going forward is going to be Slayton, not Slayton, uh, Shepherd, Galladay, and Tony. That's what it's going to be. Uh next game we'll look at uh, uh Bills uh Texans goose egg 40-nothing. Dude,
2: Bills absolutely killed yeah, it. Yeah, Bills are on Josh Allen since did the fuck it. all on fantasy.
0: We talked like Nothing. 17 points was just way too much. Um we're we are idiots. Yeah, the Bills are just
2: that good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or the Texans and the Texans are just that bad. I mean, yeah, a little bit that. of both. <laughs>
5: I mean, with a rookie quarterback. A lot of bit
0: of the second one.
5: It was raining. It was an awful day to have your second start against a very good team. <laughs>
0: Davis, the neck mills. The neck. <laughs> uh, Coltsman, 27-17. I think Tua plays this game. I think the Finns win. Yeah. Yeah. That game was not I, – I saw a little too much of that game, too. Yep. I don't want to see any of that. I didn't – that, it was that a game sloppy just wasn't game. Aesthetically so. pleasing, it really was. It was one a of...
5: sloppy game. There was a lot of uh, fumble. They... At least two fumbles that shouldn't have happened.
1: I was going to say, going to be real with you, a lot of the Sunday games were not
0: good. Oh, this was a yeah. bad week. They were not good.
5: Yeah.
1: From
0: a betting standpoint, it was tough yeah. to gauge. From a play standpoint, it was bad. Like, what was the best of the one o'clock games?
4: Jets Titans probably, or yes, or Titans. or uh, Saints Giants. That's yeah, tight. so the yeah. so
0: the New York te- and maybe Falcons, Washington, but the New yeah. York teams and Atlanta and Washington just ruled the one o'clock time slot. And if you're the NFL, you're just probably pissed. I I, oh, I yeah. guess like because you really thought that, that it
5: was going to be the Cleveland Minnesota game that yeah. that looked yeah. like it was there was two offenses that were scoring a lot of points, and then all of a sudden they didn't.
0: Dallas Carolina was good too though.
5: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really good.
0: Uh yeah, Washington, the Falcons choke again. I mean 34-30 uh, what else are you expecting? Uh Stan gotta move just on hit one off the monster. The Stan just hit one off the monster. And the Yankees... they bring in runs. No, judges out at the plate. Damn. Yes. Damn. Tony.
2: Let's go. Gotta... Come on, man. I'm behind you. Uh
0: but I'm yeah, hard Atlanta hard. just choke artists, as always. That's all they will ever be.
5: They need to move on.
0: They need just a From the coaching set of that organization. It.
5: Yeah, the coaching, everything needs to go.
0: Should have drafted a quarterback.
5: He, he, oh, yeah.
0: I don't even think they're throwing the pits that often. Not.
5: He's not even they're
0: like not. a target, especially in the red zone. Trish says they're not as a Kyle Pitts fantasy owner. Yeah. He I heard the pain in his world there. Like
5: yeah, you did. Five points a week.
0: There's a personal I don't thing another there. tight end.
5: Trish, didn't you take him in like the second round?
0: No, I did not take him that early. Oh. You did take him too high. You did, yeah, you did take him. <laughs> him high. Granted, somebody had to. You just fell on that grenade. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks beat the Niners 28 21, the way worse of the two NFC West matchups. That game was 7 7 after the first half. Just the score he picked up in the second half. Uh, Trey Lance thrown into the fire. Man, tough. Didn't get any first team reps really this week. That Has was to come a in and try to win that game. To send Judge. He wasn't even
1: close.
0: Yeah, no. Judge was out by a
1: mile and a half. Six
0: feet. Six, seven feet. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh that's Phil Nevin, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Cardinals stay undefeated. Only under team team football. They beat the Rams. Impressive win, man. I think you're the you're they're your league front runners right now. I think Kyler is your MVP front runner. Uh very impressed by the Arizona Cardinals. 37-20 win over Los Angeles.
4: team a lot of people in
0: here thought was the best team in football
4: yep yeah arizona the most complete team on offense and defense at least in the nfc i'd say buffalo probably has that in the afc though
0: yeah uh oh man packers steelers randall cobb two touchdowns uh big big ben now revealed by mike tomlin dealing with a hip injury
1: that is that explain the
0: play that's that's probably the least surprising thing on the face of the earth um, The most surprising part about it Is that it's his hip He's like 105 And insert hip Old person joke here But like he's hurt everything else Over the past two years I was expecting shoulder, elbow He's been known to crack a rib on occasion I wasn't expecting a hip injury From a man who's not that mobile To begin with uh,
4: Ravens hurt. Yeah, do you think he hurt it after he fell over himself Trying to draw on the run last week <laughs>
0: That, 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 oh, oh, oh. don't even, oh,
1: it's I know. I got Hassan's concerned at, at the fourth and five that he couldn't throw it to the sticks.
0: Which one, <laughs> the one to Claypool or the one to Juju?
1: Really, the one to Juju. Also,
0: Juju caught on the bench saying it's a Ben problem, and I could not agree more. Uh, Ravens beat the Broncos 23 7. Broncos lose Teddy Bridgewater to a concussion in this game. Drew Locke comes in, and he looked terrible. Uh, The real storyline for this game happened in the last seconds. Uh, The Ravens ran the ball to break or tie the Steelers record from the 70s and most 100-yard rushing games, and Vic Fangio had a fit, saying that the Ravens don't care about player safety. John Harbaugh claps back and says, you guys were trying to score a touchdown with like under a minute left. I didn't know there was a 16-point play in football, so you really don't (laughs) care about player safety. And they're friends too, which is it makes just another layer to it. Uh, but yeah, the Ravens handled Denver pretty easily, twenty three seven. Sunday Night Football, nineteen seventeen, Bucks win. Brady gets his win in his return to Foxborough, the most anticipated regular season game in NFL history. Um, I thought, uh, I, I listen, I'll be real. I thought Tom Brady was going to tear up that defense, uh, but Bill Belichick shows why he's such a great defensive mind. He was confusing I, Tom Brady a lot of. I want them. to, to
1: send my condolences to people who paid tickets to, to go to that game because it was like $800 to get in, and it started pouring down rain.
0: And the football oh, was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it was bad football, $800. But still, storyline. Storyline, story man, yeah.
5: Um, Brady Let's saved look. me uh, against Trish this week in fantasy.
0: And Mac Jones looked really, really good. Mac Jones did look good. As good as you can look in a loss. As, especially as a rookie. I'm surprised. It's a tough decided- Tampa defense.
1: Did you, did
5: you guys that see who the only rookie quarterback to beat Tom Brady is? Geno
0: Smith
1: is the most Smith. recent the rookie quarterback to beat captain Tom of the Brady. The Seattle Seahawks.
0: Yep.
1: Still, he was out there for the coin Still. toss last over the overtime game against Tennessee. Still doing that, huh?
0: Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that's all he's good for. Uh, Monday Night Football: Chargers Raiders. Uh, Raiders lose their O. The three and one now. Chargers win by two touchdowns. Justin Herbert uh, looked good again. Austin Eckler looked great for that Chargers offense. Uh, there's just, man, if you get a player who's still young in his development, like Donald Parham going, Jared Cook definitely still has some gas left in the tank. When everything is clicking and you just add in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, man, how can you stop that offense? From offensive line.
1: West. What was that? East are still last in the AC West.
0: Yeah, they are. After another week. But from offensive line to wide receivers, tight ends, running back, quarterback, they're built. That is a built team on offense.
5: Their defense is pretty good, too.
0: Yeah, they are. They held a red hot Raiders offense to little to nothing. And the Joey Bosa feasted.
4: On Derek Carr.
5: Oh, yeah. And they held the Chiefs last week.
4: Yeah. Asante Samuel is getting a lot of rookie of the the defensive rookie of the year talk already because of uh, two interceptions and in his in uh two of the chargers' first four games looking really good.
0: All right, let's go to week five.
1: Power we'll tiers make, are taking
0: a bye week. Power tiers are taking a bye week because uh it's it's a long episode, so I didn't want to throw him in there. Um Although, for everybody who follows power tiers, the Arizona Cardinals are at the top. (laughs) Just saying.
1: Uh, We also came to the consensus that there might be just now a New York tier.
0: Yeah, I think we're getting to that. I think we are. All right. There's night football. This is the first matchup I think we've really had since opening night. Uh, On Thursday, we got two teams that are pleasing to the eye. Fun to watch. Rams at Seattle, 820 Fox. NFL Network, and Amazon Prime. Uh, We'll start with Tom. Who do you have in this game? I have the Rams. Tom's got the Rams. Trish?
2: I also have the Rams.
0: Eric? I got LA. Zach?
4: Yeah, I got the Rams too. John? Yeah, I'm taking the Rams too.
0: Give me the Seahawks at home. Short week for the Rams. Uh, Oh, here last week... I went seven and nine. Tom went 10 and six. Trish went eight and eight. John went nine and seven. Eric went eight and eight. And Zach went nine and seven. It's tough week to pick games. Very, I think I've been nine and really seven every week. I
5: haven't. Uh, had Trish, a good
0: week. Trish exactly. I'm reminding you to write down your picks. Zach, exactly. I am I'm writing your picks. So who's in? Who's uh, what's who's the who's in first? It- you ask, yes. it's you and me tied, Tom and me 42 and 22. Then we got John at 40 and 24, Eric at 38 and 26, Zach at 36 and 28, and then Trish at 34 and 30. That's not good. All right, next game, we got 1 o'clock. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 9.20 a.m. on the NFL Network in London, Jets-Falcons. We
1: are back in London.
5: John, are you waking up early to watch this game?
4: Oh, oh yeah, man. I'm going to have my coffee, a little a uh Breakfast, man, while watching that game is going to be great. Something my condolences. Forward. Are you taking the Jets? It
0: sounded, it sounded, it it sounded
4: jets. sarcastic, John. <laughs> oh, listen, John, are John what are you doing? Away?
0: Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Stop the presses, John. What are you doing?
4: What? I'm going <laughs> to I'm just gonna have coffee, eat breakfast, but it's going to set the no, tone no, no. of the day. So. Who
0: are you taking?
4: Oh, the Jets. You're taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets, man.
5: Zach Wilson on his first trip to London for a game.
4: I think it. I, listen, here's my hot take New Yorkers travel better than Georgians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big odd what? take. What?
0: Wait, I hate John. Well, I, I know he hasn't been on a Tuesday in a while, but I really feel like we didn't miss anything.
1: Well, <laughs> let me ask you this, though. Like, what's the, the status of people trying to get into the United Kingdom? Are we, are, are people like allowed in?
0: I think I'm if really you're surprised actually, they're playing yeah. this game.
5: Yeah, me too. So am I, I don't even know if they're going to have, are they going to have fans?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know what the rules were out there.
0: Yeah, neither do neither do I. Is it full? I don't, I don't know really. if it's
4: sold out, but I mean, they still have people in. Well, I mean, whoa. Well, okay, wait a minute. It's
0: Jets Falcons. How could it ever be sold out?
5: Yeah, it won't be. It's the worst game to be like. All right, you guys, this will get everybody into
4: football over there. Yeah, it's, it's a good like, thing not. I
0: looked. It's a good thing I looked because I had John's in here wrong. John is actually 39-25. and John picked the Jets week one. It's the only other time, but he was picked the Jets this year.
4: Yeah. But every other game – I've only picked for the Jets twice this year, and this is the second time.
0: No, yeah, this is the second time, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Trish, who you got, Jets or Falcons?
4: Uh, I'm also going to take the Jets.
0: Oh, man. There we go. Zach? (laughs) Give me the the Falcons. Tom? The Falcons. Why are people picking the Jets? I don't
1: those, know. We got lucky picking, against the team that was injured. <laughs> I'm, I'm with those two. I'm picking Atlanta, although I don't think it's going to be a blowout.
4: Uh,
0: experience in London, give me Atlanta.
4: Atlanta's not that look that good this year. I mean, against – Neither are they. they never have, have the Jets. Don't act
0: like the Jets are acting like <laughs> world beaters since you yeah. beat Ted, a very short-handed Tennessee
4: but it's all it's all about the defense we're going against that's what I'm talking about our offense our defense has looked good every game it's our offense that hasn't but when we're playing middling defenses like Titans and the Falcons I think we're gonna see Wilson at least looking like he like more like he did last week than he did the past two weeks beforehand
1: I do uh, like uh, how I, I, do like, I do like how the NFL's trying to get games into europe and then just sends over jets falcons and yeah
0: like here game- take this. We
5: see the Jaguars out there
1: too
0: They do, they have a deal to play out there But like, John, don't act like You've played against some world beater Offenses here, it's the Patriots The Broncos and the Titans The Titans, where Chester Rogers Was their wide receiver one Yeah,
1: okay. I I
4: see your point
1: Tony seems genuinely upset By that (laughs) What? Chester Rogers is your wide
0: receiver one Damn right I am Still thought five and a half was generous. <laughs> uh, Tom, did we get your pick? Yeah, I got the. You get everybody's on this, right? Yep. Uh, one o'clock, Fox, Lions going up to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. Tom? Uh, I have the Vikings. Trish?
2: I'm going to take the Lions again.
1: I know they let me down last week, but I think this is going to be a bounce-back week for golf. Eric? For the first time this year, I believe I'm – no, sorry, second – I'm taking my team. Give me Minnesota at home.
0: Zach? Minnesota. John?
4: Yeah, give me Minnesota.
0: One o'clock CBS. Saints go to Washington. Battle of two on two and two teams. Taking the Saints on the road. Tom. Um, I have the Saints, yeah. Actually, no, I have the Washington football team. Okay. Trish.
2: I'm taking the Saints.
0: Eric, I'm taking the
1: football team. Saints aren't Saints aren't really doing it for me.
5: John. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the football team here. Zach. Saints. I'm going with the Saints.
0: So it's a tie. Can I just <laughs> ask great. a quick question? Oh. Who, How have we done exactly
5: that? is
2: the football team's uh quarterback right now?
0: Taylor Honey. Yeah, okay. I'm sticking with the Saints. <laughs> Okay, okay. No, no, no. Don't move on yet. Hey, <laughs> you hey, know, no, no. you're going to sit here and you're going to listen. Here we go. Taylor, typing Hine- away, looking up his stats. Last week against the, uh, who, did he, who did he play last week? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, okay. 290 yards and three touchdowns. It was Atlanta, though. Okay. I don't care. He looked okay. at- phenomenal. To be fair, Atlanta. Daniel Jones just torched the Saints defense for 400 yards. True. <laughs>
1: Saints defense is ranked number one this year so far.
0: Boom! Any <laughs> times? I'm tired of the disrespect for Taylor Heineke. If,
1: if if Daniel Jones threw for 402, Taylor Heineke might get 430.
0: Okay, relax. Don't act like Taylor Heineke's better than Daniel Jones. Don't do that. Don't kid yourself. Don't cheapen Heineke's ability. Oh yeah. I, I will. Yeah. Well, you're All wrong right. about things. Okay. okay. All right. One o'clock. CBS. Patriots in Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, I, I really want to take Houston, <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm taking the Pats. Would you take them if uh Tyrod Ty Ty was, was starting? Yeah, I would. Tom, who are you taking? Patriots. Trish. Patriots. John.
4: Patriots.
1: Eric. Houston just lost 40 to nothing. I'm taking the Patriots.
0: <laughs> Zach. Yeah, give me the Patriots. It's 4-1 Boston right now. Uh, one o'clock on CBS, the one and three Dolphins. Oh my god, going to Tampa to take on the Bucks! Jeez, all right, give me the Bucks by 100. Jacoby Brissett's still starting, give me the Bucks, Tom, Bucks, uh, Trish, Bucks, Eric.
1: What do you guys think the line on this game is?
0: Uh, nine and a half,
4: 13.
1: Nine and a half, you think it's 13?
4: I say eight and a half.
1: Eight and a half, Trish. What do you think?
2: Uh,
1: I'm gonna say like
2: 14 and a half,
1: minus nine and a half for Tampa. I'm taking the uh, down.
2: I'm gonna say Tony cheated and already knew the line.
0: Nope. <laughs> All right, is anybody is, is anybody taking my Olaziga. time? You already knew it and you got it wrong. <laughs> I said minus nine and a half. I thought you said nine.
1: So, is coming in.
0: <laughs> is anybody taking uh, the Dolphins. That's no. an easier way to do that. Oh man. <sighs> okay, no, we're not at that one yet. But this isn't this is gonna be a good one. I mean, one o'clock on Fox, Packers 3 1, Bengals 3-1 in Cincinnati. Bengals have surprised some teams this year. I'm taking the Packers on the road. Uh Tom. Packers. Trish.
2: Uh, I'm gonna take the Bengals. Okay. I've really I've really liked what I'm seeing from Joe Burrow this season.
0: Eric,
1: I like the pick of the Bengals, but I'm going to go Green Bay. I like that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not gutsy enough to take that pick, but I like that pick.
0: I like this, but this is brilliant. You like that, <laughs> Zach? Who are you taking?
5: Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. Give me the Packers.
0: Yeah, mission to get the hell as far away from Green Bay as he can. John, did I get to you yet?
4: Not for this one, though, yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers, though. Okay. So
0: one one person taking Cincy. It's Trish. Okay. All right, Uh, this could be bad. One o'clock on Fox, Denver going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. That's a very good Broncos defense. If, if Big Ben plays, I, I, I can't see them getting more than 65 yards through the air.
1: The over-under on this is 39 and a half.
0: Oh, my God. That might be Under. the
5: lowest I've seen one.
0: Under. <laughs>
1: Steelers are also one-point favorites. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, it's Steelers minus one. as of Roy- Broncos uh,
0: all day. Bridgewater's
5: not playing this week, right?
0: I don't care. Oh, no. That's uh, not going to make Ben, ben Roethlisberger's
4: Roethlisberger arm any better.
1: Play
0: this week.
4: Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I had more faith in Locke with a not week of practice.
1: Give me this Denver. might be Drew Locke versus Dwayne Haskins, gentlemen.
4: That'd be
5: amazing.
0: <laughs> I'll take it Denver, Tom. Come back to me. I'm going to try and find out something about Teddy Bridgewater. I'm taking the Broncos, man. Okay. Uh, Eric?
1: i have been scrolling through Teddy Bridgewater's.
0: I'm looking <laughs> for his medical report.
1: Medical report. Taking Denver.
0: Trish? Trish, I did Trish already, did I?
1: I just told yeah. you the Broncos. Zach? Yeah.
5: Um, what's the medical report? What are you seeing? Uh, could play. Could play. <laughs> Good, good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, good enough. Give me the Broncos. he <laughs> basically picked up no information through that Google search. Basically, oh, where we yeah. were. Vic Fangio said, "Quote, good. as soon as this page loads, um, maybe." Did he? Did he say as soon as this page loads? We'll as, see where Teddy's at. <laughs> okay, he you know either. Oh,
4: yeah. I'll take the Broncos regardless.
0: Okay.
1: Cool,
4: John.
6: All
1: that for nothing.
4: It's always been the Broncos. It always did was. I get All to nothing. everybody? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, Cubs fans must be really happy. Schwarber and Rizzo hit both. Both Oh,
0: man, that bet hit on Barstool, didn't it?
1: Yep. It was or, but both of them did.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, One o'clock on Fox. Eagles go to Carolina take on the Panthers. Eagles at one and three. Panthers at three and one. Uh, Give me the Panthers at home, Tom. Panthers. Trish. Panthers. John. Panthers. Eric. Panthers. Zach.
5: Tim Darnold's going to have two more rushing touchdowns. Give me the Panthers.
0: Clean sweep. <laughs> uh, one o'clock on CBS, uh, the Tennessee Titans are at Urban Meyer. <clears throat> uh, they will be known as Urban Meyer until they get rid of him, and then they will go back to being the Jacksonville Jaguars.
5: If they don't get rid of him for four years.
0: Then they're always Urban Meyer, and they're going to go 0-64 over four years. Wait, no, it's a 17-game schedule. Now they're going to go 0-68. Um, speak now if you're taking Urban Meyer. Thank you. Uh, 405 on CBS. 3-1 Browns taking on the 3-1 Chargers in Los Angeles. Give me the Chargers at home, Tom. Chargers. Trish?
4: Chargers.
0: Eric? Cleveland on the road. John?
4: Taking the Chargers here.
0: No one's ready for Bolt, man. Okay, Zach.
4: (laughs) Give me the Chargers.
0: 405... CBS, Chicago, going to Vegas, and a pissed-off John Gruden. Uh, give me the Raiders at home, Tom. Um, yeah, I'll take the Raiders. Um, Trish?
2: I'm going to take the Raiders.
0: Eric?
1: I'm taking the Raiders, but the, whatever the over-under is on the Khalil-Max sack total
4: is over.
0: That offensive line is bad. It's a revenge
4: yeah, picking the Raiders for sure. yeah, that line is, yeah, like Eric said, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible.
0: And Zach?
5: Give me the Raiders.
0: Games are won and lost at the line of scrimmage. We're all agreeing the Raiders' offensive line is terrible, and we're all picking them. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. We, we, all,
1: we all have said it multiple to- at multiple points this year, the Raiders' offensive line is terrible, and the Raiders' defense is terrible. And we pick yep.
5: Keep winning. Yeah.
1: 425.
5: 425.
0: 425 on Fox. Cardinals trying to stay undefeated against the San Francisco 49ers this game in Arizona. Uh, give me the Cardinals at home, Tom. Cardinals. Trish.
2: Cardinals. Come on.
0: John.
4: They have taken the bird team.
1: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I missed Eric. that. First of all, a couple things. Number one, you knew John had that one safe.
0: That was right in the back pocket. I've not been on a Tuesday episode in forever, so.
1: And the, Eric, then taking? And the second one is, I like the trick when, come on.
0: <laughs> so, Eric? The Cardinals. Okay. Zach?
5: Last year, I placed a big money line bet on the San Francisco 49ers against the Cardinals. The Cardinals showed up, so I'm going with the Cardinals. Okay.
1: I, I like how – The reasoning is insane. I, I like how both me and Zach
0: wanted to like, diatribes. Yeah. <laughs> 425 Fox game of the week in Dallas, one and three Giants, three and one Cowboys. This is the
5: game of the week just because it's Giants Cowboys, huh?
0: Aikman and Buck uh, on the call. So I got to hear about how Troy Aikman, how he loves the Dallas Cowboys. I, I,
1: I love that I have Sunday tickets. I go watch Cardinals and Niners. Uh,
0: I'm taking the Cowboys at home. Tom? Cowboys. Trish? Giants. John? How about the Cowboys?
1: Eric?
4: Them boys give me the cowboys
0: good zach I'm glad zach the same exact thing as last week i yeah. can
4: hear how much that hurt you zach <laughs> to say that the pain in his voice now they've this is the more, real
5: Won more games with me not picking them than they have when i picked them this season yeah, so one uh, uh, we'll have... yeah championship
0: rematch <laughs> enough bills going to arrowhead to take on the chiefs uh, i'm taking the bills on the road tom Bills, Trish.
4: Yeah, that defense is insane. Th-
0: this can't happen the way th- this can't happen,
4: John. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Bills. to Stefan Diggs revenge game.
0: This can't happen, Eric.
1: I'm taking the Bills and the. Zach? Oh my god! Over by the way.
5: See, I don't think that there's a chance the Chiefs might not win the division, so I'm going to go with the Bills.
0: How does <laughs> that have anything to do about this game? We just clean oh, sweep against the best quarterback in the NFL at home. At I mean, home. the best, home the best team
5: right now in this league is the Bills. Well, the Arizona
1: Cardinals. Cardinals.
5: Wagons wow. circle. The Bills are scoring way Wagons more points
1: circling, than anybody. Buddy. Yeah, good. Week crazy. one was a little how rocky we, start for the Bills, we, but two okay, three, Tony, and is, four have been the same. Tony, this is your homework for next week. Has anybody cl- have we ever clean swept the Chiefs? I don't no. think No, No.
5: there's no chance we. I don't need to do homework. I'm
1: telling you, no. (laughs) (laughs) We clean swept the Chiefs at home as
0: as underdogs in prime time. If we have clean swept the Chiefs before, we've definitely never done it at home, and definitely
5: not on a prime time game.
1: Yeah, and in the regular season either.
0: Here we go, Monday Night Football. This game, this isn't going to be good. Colts one and three at the Ravens three and one. I think the Ravens steamroll over them, Tom. Yeah, I got the Colts. What? No, no, no. No, <laughs> uh, whoa. no I, got, I got the Ravens. Okay. Confidence. Yeah, I got the Colts. <laughs> yeah,
2: I got the Colts. Uh, <laughs> Trish. I'm also going
1: to take the Ravens. John? Yeah, Ravens. Let's
0: go me, me, Eric,
1: City of Baltimore is hoping hard for a Raven win. Give me the Ravens.
0: This is I I'll say it after Zach cuz I think Tom will like it. Zach, what do you think?
1: I don't I don't
5: want to go with the clean sweep here.
0: Why we just You have multiple ties. <laughs> Zach, I will respect you. Yes, Zach, I respect <laughs> you. Zach's with the Colts, okay? Tom I know you're into player revenge games. Yeah. Okay. What about a franchise revenge game? I'm a huge fan. A city revenge game. The Colts going back to Baltimore in the ultimate revenge game.
5: Oh, that's – you should have have told me that before I said my pick because that would have solidified it very quickly.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. I don't know what the Colts record is in Baltimore since they moved, since the Uh, Ravens started. Okay. All right. (laughs) <laughs> cool it's <It'll> gonna be awful <laughs> um but that's basically gonna wrap up this episode while we wait for Zach to find this useless stat uh 200 episodes in the books John was here for I would say at least 75 of them <laughs> 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 i deserve that <laughs> <laughs> i mean that would put you in at 32 point oh no uh 37.5 of the episodes you've been on
1: hockey news gusev just got released from his pto in toronto
0: <laughs> well tom um, you and i talked about him earlier today literally two hours ago he's no longer on the team that happens we has been on more episodes me or john Ooh, that's, that's something because you joined in hundred About a hundred, About a hundred.
4: I haven't been that's able close. to do Tuesdays for like the past couple years. I it's wonder close.
1: if there's, I wonder if there's like too many men stat nerds that,
0: like, according this, like,
1: know
4: this. Yeah, it's Tom. <laughs> according <laughs> yeah.
0: to uh, my math, which could very easily be wrong. Did Tom yeah. do the, the the Ravens thing before the, Zach? Could? Ra- the Colts did. I told, Tom, did. To I told Tom. Tom to do it. Oh, the God. Colts are 4-5 and five at Baltimore.
5: I like those
1: odds. I was going to say, <laughs> that include, only, why?
0: That does include
1: playoff games. I was going to say, how did they only play nine games in Baltimore that I realized, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, every eight years, definitely. And then, you know, the in-between stuff. Last Again, time they played, it, Last time they played in Baltimore... Was uh, December twenty third, two thousand seventeen, and the Colts lost, I believe, sixteen to
1: twenty three. They just showed a Yankee <laughs> fan in a beanie cap with like five Bud Lights in front of him. Yeah,
0: I saw that. Yeah, they did. Oh man, so that's gonna wrap this up. Uh, real quick predictions for the NL Wild game tomorrow because this one looks dead set. Red Sox, Red I mean, Sox, we take it on the Rays.
1: So you know mine, if you know from the interviewer earlier you know who i think's won the wild card game but i'm just going to reiterate i think st. louis has it
0: 100 win dodgers at home give me the red hot cardinals and adam yes, yes. <laughs> uh Tresh, what you got
2: uh, we're
1: talking uh, no, dodgers cardinals no that's why me
0: and eric expect the cardinals I'm dodgers Dodgers the most wins by any wild card team
1: ever. 106 wins,
0: ten. It's so ridiculous
1: that they're a wild card team. Ridiculous. They went
2: on an insane run the last couple of games of this. Uh, like so did the Cardinals.
0: Years. They've won like 17 straight.
5: Yeah, but the
2: Dodgers won 40 and lost 13, and they only gained one game in their division. That's stupid. The Dodgers That's...
5: love to lose to teams that shouldn't beat them in the playoffs a.k.a. the Mets in 2015.
1: <laughs> um, I would...
0: Okay, all right. Didn't they lose to the Nats? I would say the
5: Nats. Well, yeah, it's all of them. It's fine.
0: Nats went on to win the World Series that year, by the way.
5: So, you know, I, Tom, I think they're going to lose.
0: Believes, Tom believes that year, when it comes to champions, is the most forgettable year we've had in a while. Yeah. Yeah, 2019.
1: But, in, but in some markets, it's the most memorable. Yeah, well, 2019 yeah. You had the Mets. Well, he had
0: the Mets. To the markets they appeal to. It's like, oh, they won that year. Good for them. Nats, Brady and Brady Raptors. Now, who won the Super Bowl? Was it the Pats?
1: Brady. Brady got another one.
0: Yeah, as Brady gets another now, one. Here's Molly. What the hell was that?
4: that? <laughs> now here's Molly. What the hell
0: was that? John?
4: Be- John, Thank what the hell are team. we doing? Johnny boy. <laughs> He's playing a <it> coy.
1: <laughs> well, John, who you got when? You got the Dodgers, You got the Cardinals.
4: If you ask me, it's got to be the Dodgers. I mean, if you win that many games to come that far and just lose, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I was a Dodgers fan. So for my, I'd be at your World Series world.
0: banner from last year and go. Eh.
5: The Dodgers <laughs> are king at that, though. The amount of World Series they've made it to in the last like six years.
0: That's true. That's true. they they're the king of make under- it to the playoffs
5: there. and oh, sorry, you lost.
0: <laughs> Who are you taking, Zach?
5: Take the Cardinals.
0: Okay. Seventeen right.
5: uh, straight wins. You got to go with the hot team.
0: All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up our 200th episode. You didn't ask thanks. me who I took. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You don't follow baseball. I'm surprised just... you don't think the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I can, I can still pick. Damn it. You probably <laughs> think of Kyler Murray's gonna hit a home run against like Max Scherzer or something. Yeah, and um, you know, Man, mess first, and find he's out. Gonna be
1: first base. I can <laughs> still pick. Damn it.
0: Who are you picking? Ah.
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> makes such me, a uh, big deal give me them Dodgers it's a real team right there
2: thank you friend
0: <laughs> um, by
1: the way very much enjoyed the Mets game we all went to yeah <laughs> it's a great time
0: wearing his national wearing my national's jersey yep. <laughs> the Giants and that. not the Giants on uh, Mets well that's gonna wrap up the episode um, that was a fun 200 episode another thanks to Greg Murphy for coming on it was Thank a you A great very much. time. Thank you. Uh, good awesome. job, by Eric and Zach, there. And uh, here's to another week of football. Man, I hope another Giants win. I really am. Here's another 200 episodes. Yeah. Here's another nice. 200 episodes. 100, uh, 100 here. episodes. 100 years. Next week, we're going to have somebody on for the start 100 of the, 100 years? years? <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ, Tom.
5: Well, we're going to pass it down to our kids.
0: <laughs> two episodes <laughs> right. a week
5: right.
1: to two episodes right. a year.
0: <laughs> Jesus. But... Uh, oh. Next week, start of the hockey season, we'll have somebody on for that. I just got to find out uh, whether or not he's coming on. So I'll announce when I confirm. But we will see you on Friday. for We'll do Sunday spreads, and we'll have another episode of Too Many Men, episode 201.